one fund. On point for today, the expert to talk about it. This is the ETF of the week. Yes, welcome to the ETF of the week where we examine trending, new and newsworthy, unique and intriguing exchange-traded funds with Tom Lydon, Vice Chairman at Vetify, whose Vetify.com site has a suite of tools and research that will make you a savvier, smarter, and better investor in exchange-traded funds. Tom Lydon, it's great to chat with you again. Great to be back. Thanks, Chuck. Your ETF of the week is... The Crane Shares CSI China Internet ETF, ticker symbol KWEB. KWEB. It's the Crane Shares CSI China Internet ETF. Now, for folks who listen to my show, Money Life, they will be very familiar with this fund right now because Brendan Ahern, Chief Investment Officer at Crane Shares, and basically the leading manager on this fund was just a guest on my show. There is a lot happening in China, but China is also, say, below its trend lines. So is this about what's happening or maybe what you think is about to be happening? Well, first of all, Chuck, Brendan is not only a great guy, but he is also brilliant about China. They put out a newsletter called China Overnight. So if you go to the Crane Shares site, look up China Overnight. You can actually subscribe to it for free, but it just keeps you up to speed with everything that's going on in China. I mean, they've got feet on the ground. They've got great connections. It's not like it's inside baseball, but China continues to be a big player in global capital markets. Obviously, there's always saber rattling and there's darts throwing back and forth across uh, the Pacific, but China is a partner that we're always going to be dealing with. Hence, it's important to know what's going on, and the folks at Crane Shares, and especially Brendan, really know that. If you're interested in that, again, I'm not soliciting that you should go and grab it, but it's a great resource, and they've got some great insight, number one. Number two, about this specific ETF, now remember, this is China Stocks Internet Plays, which at one point in time was really, really hot. And now it's almost 70% off its highs from February of 21. I mean, like most of those aggressive growth, Kathy Wood type stocks, this really took it on the chin, but it had a really good run up as well. Why am I bringing up now? A couple reasons. First and foremost, next month will be its 10 year anniversary. It's amazing that this ETF has been around that long. But if you look at some of the underlying companies, it's amazing how some of them sound like they just came to the market yesterday. But the fact that they've been here 10 years, I think it's a great reference point for people to look at Chinese internet stocks and say, hey, they're not going away. They're going to continue to do well. And and hence, with the pullback that we've seen in the market, they're not hugely expensive. They're priced about a 21 PE, which is right around where their S&P 500 is. So when you think about long-term growth, there's an opportunity there. In addition, although it's come down a lot, it's been somewhat stable since last summer. So when you look at that chart and see how it's kind of flatlined recently, and there's been more talks about opportunities over in China, it's something to take a look at. Chuck, you and I know, like, 
we're always looking at opportunities all over the world. And when something is growth oriented and it appears to be stable enough that there's a chance it could go above its 200 day average, this is something to think about. In terms of where you are with this fund, again, not above its 200 day moving average and geopolitical stuff always comes into play whenever we're talking China. So normally we talk about trend following plays just on the basis of following the trend. But when you have a place where there's a significant amount of headline risk, do you wind up feeling that that is more a place where you want to play the 200-day moving average? I think so. I, I think the whole idea about following trends is finding areas where there are definitive trends. I mean, so for example, you're not going to put a 200-day average on a money market fund because <laughs> there's nothing there. You're also not going to put a 200-day average on a short duration, high quality fixed income fund. You could, but it, you're not, I mean, recently you'd have a little bit more movement there. I think what you're looking for is to enhance your current asset allocation model. Let's just say you've got a 60-40 allocation and with what's gone on in the market and global markets and the economy in the last couple of years, you may have taken something off the table. So if you've got some dry powder and you're looking to put it back to work, and you want to make sure that you have a plan to put it back to work and you're not just operating on your gut and you don't want to find yourself in a situation that two or three years from now when the market's recovered, you still have that same chunk of money on the sidelines and you're kicking yourself. This gives you a little bit of a discipline and it helps with a plan. You also, kind of to your point, and I'm not going to use the word aggressive, but you can diversify into other opportunities and these opportunities may provide trend following that could be somewhat meaningful and more meaningful than the normal volatility that you see in the marketplace like the S&P 500. This area, China internet stocks, has been volatile over time. And now that it's fairly priced and there's continuing to be growth in those areas, it might be something to consider. In terms of an asset allocation, you are always telling people, make sure you're better diversified and especially diversify more towards emerging markets. But emerging markets is normally broader than one country. It is China, which in the not too distant future will be the world's largest economy, even if it's not the most important economy or what have you. But how much of a tilt do you want to put on this? Is this part of your emerging markets money or do you want to keep your emerging markets money maybe more broadly diversified? This is part of your trend following, go where you have opportunities, tilt the portfolio thing. I believe it's trend following. I think most people would have, if they put a lot of money in at the top in February of 21, you know, they'd be committing Harry Carey over that big, long decline in, in this area of the marketplace. So with that in mind, look, after going through a difficult market over the last couple of years, what you don't want to do is lose confidence that there will be opportunities. There will be opportunities. I mean, we're seeing opportunities now, but the opportunities now are in US mega cap stocks. That's the story. That's where most of the growth has come from the QQQs and the S&P 500. If you remove those top 10 stocks, there's no movement in the market, just like there's no movement in the Russell 2000 year to date, no movement in the Dow year to date. 
all the movement in the S&P is with those 10 stocks. All the movement in the NASDAQ 100 is in those 10 stocks. So if you had a mega cap ETF that you were following on a trend following plan, you would have done quite well. So look, diversify into those areas that are not correlated to the S&P 500 or correlated to those mega cap stocks because emerging markets, small caps especially, are really fairly priced right now. And if we continue to see the Fed doing its job on applying medicine, whether it's stop hiking rates and lowering rates as they're battling inflation, and if we have a soft landing, that's a really good period of time historically between the last rate hike and the next rate cut. And we could see that in the next six to eight months. Chuck, really quick before we go, there's another ETF, KLIP, CLIP, which is a version of KWeb where they actually have options overlay strategies on top of these stocks in KWeb. And this is going to sound crazy, but it's kicking off almost a 5% monthly income, 5% by using covered call and option strategies. So right now it's set to almost give a 60% yield over the course of this next year. So if you feel that rates are top ticking right now and you're looking to diversify a bit while also holding China internet stocks, this might be something to think about too. But again, proceed with caution, let's say. And I'm glad you did that, Tom. You know, we've been doing this for so long that I think you can actually read my mind because we don't script this. And my last question was going to be, okay, you picked the flagship from Crane Shares. You picked KWeb, Crane Shares CSI China Internet. You could have picked Clip. That's the China Internet and Covered Call Strategy. But you also could have picked China Innovation. That's KGRO or they're all China index. That's K-A-L-L. Or you could have gone thematic in different ways, like their K-Buy, the Consumer Leaders China Fund, or K-Green, the China Clean Technology Index. So is it more specifically about K-Web or maybe K-L-I-P if you want the covered call strategy added? Or is it more about China? And we'll use those two, but any of them might be where you want to go if somebody has a little more feeling about green technology or consumer stories or whatever. Both are the fact that there will be new uptrends in those areas, but I'm just fascinated with covered call strategies and how they've made their way to equity markets here in the U.S. in so many different ways. And the fact that you can get a 5% monthly, I mean, we're talking monthly. When they first talked about this, this was going to come out and they had a goal of getting 35% yield, and now it's coming in at 60% yield. Look, if we're going to be struggling trying to find yield again a year or two from now when yields are back down to where they were a few years ago, it doesn't take a lot of clip in order to enhance your overall yield strategy. But it's a different animal. Uh, I think this is the thing, Chuck. You and I used to talk about pure beta strategies and making sure you're diversifying and it's low cost and all the tax efficiencies and that type of thing. There are a lot more sharp tools in the in the chest these days, but you got to watch out how you hold them, right? Absolutely. And so, again, that's the clip, KLIP, the Crane Shares China Internet and Covered Call Strategy. It's the sister to this week's ETF of the week, which is KWeb, 
the Crane Shares CSI China Internet ETF. Tom, great stuff. Talk to you again next week. Thanks, Chuck. The ETF of the week is a joint production between Vetify and Money Life with Chuck Jaffe. And yep, that's me. And you can learn all about my hour-long weekday podcast by going to your favorite podcast app or by checking out MoneyLifeShow.com. To learn more about investing with exchange-traded funds, make sure you check out Vetify.com. It's the website of Vetify. It's got research, what's trending, news, and much, much more. Any kind of tool you need is going to help you be a better, savvier, smarter investor in ETFs. They're on Twitter at Veta underscore Fi and Tom Lydon, their vice chairman and my guest. Well, he's on Twitter too. He is at Tom Lydon. The ETF of the week is here for you every Thursday. We hope you won't miss any of our episodes. So follow along on your favorite podcast app and be back next week. And until then, happy investing, everybody. Happy investing, everybody.